Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Realities of Real Estate. I'm your host, Reagan, and I'm going to do another mini episode this week on the benefits and the drawbacks on doing open houses. So kind of a mini tricks of the trade episode, and it's also useful for anyone who's selling their house and is just kind of wondering what's the reality behind open houses. So hope you guys enjoy this one. I've actually been in this industry since I was 15. You do not need to get your license to become an investor. I cringe every time I hear the words estimate. So it's just you don't typically picture a 40 or 50 year old woman listening to like rap music. And I think 99% of realtors are gonna agree with me on that one. Doing stuff outside your comfort zone, sometimes it really pays off. Pays off. Okay, so I'll talk about you know the benefits of realtors doing the open house, and then I'll talk about the benefits of the sellers, you know what they get out of it, and then the drawbacks of both. So first, the benefits for a realtor: if you are a realtor out there, or you're starting up and getting your license and stuff, you can pick up buyers at open houses. So you hold open houses for the potential of not only to get more exposure for that listing and to hopefully potentially sell that house, but also to get people to come in who are interested in buying a home in general. And even if that certain house doesn't work for them, maybe they don't have a realtor yet and they're looking in that area, a similar price point, and you can send them other properties that are similar. Then, you know, you you form a relationship with them. Since you've already met them in person, it's easier to meet up with them at houses and to text them and stuff. So you do want to hold open houses to get potential leads and more exposure for your listing if that's your listing. Um, for the sell side, you do get a lot more exposure whenever you hold open houses. I mean, the only thing is, is like sometimes you can't really guarantee who all walks in the door, if anyone will come at all. But um, just having an open house sign in the yard and directionals from the street saying, oh, house for sale and it's open Sunday two to four, that'll draw and drive more traffic to your house, whether it's drive-by people, whether it's, you know, people walking the neighborhood and they just decide to stop in, or if it's people who see it on the MLS or Zip and are like, hey, you know, we're going to be out on Sunday afternoon. Why don't we just stop by and see what the deal is with this house? So that's definitely two two major things for realtors and sellers that you want to do the exposure and to get potential leads and clients. This week's episode is brought to you guys by Wagner Spray Tech. And I wanted to talk to you real quick about one of their paint sprayers with the Flexio series. They're meant for painting cabinets, walls, furniture, pretty much anything you can think of and more. Um, they're 10 times faster than a brush. I don't know if you guys have ever you know, painted over furniture, flipped furniture, or painted your room or your house and stuff before, but it can be some tedious backbreaking work. Um, it's really hard to get those crevices and corners and high spots, so this helps out a ton with that. It spray paints and stains right from the can. There's more paint control for less mess. It's an easy five-minute cleanup. It's way less messy than you know the roll-on or the paint brushes. And it's great for indoor and outdoor projects. My personal favorite to use the paint sprayer on is getting some old furniture from Goodwill or a garage sale and painting that bad boy up with the spray painter. And it's so quick and easy and it looks professional. So you don't have any like weird streaks or marks or anything. It looks nice, clean, neat and professional. And then boom, you can flip and sell that thing for, you know, like $50 more than what you got it in instant profit. So I love him. You guys really need to check them out. Wagner Spray Tech. 
So the drawbacks are, like I kind of said earlier, um, you can't always guarantee if someone is going to show up at all. I have held open houses where people are through the door constantly. And I mean, I'll have multiple people in the house at the same time. And I almost can't get to everyone because there's so many people. And I've also had several occasions where no one showed up the entire time. <laughs> I just sat there alone in my thoughts. And so, you know, I would say you should still do it. You should still take some time out of your weekend if you're a realtor to set them up and to advertise about them and stuff like that. Because I have gotten leads from open houses before and I have closed on them. Um, I've not... I mean, I wouldn't say it's every single time. And sometimes whenever I do get someone's information, I'll text them or email them some similar properties and stuff, and then they just don't respond. They just ghost me. So there are those weird occasions where someone, I think, almost purposely gives you a wrong number or email. So I always find those situations kind of funny because I'll do this thing where, you know, I'll be like, hey, yeah, so I know you didn't like this house maybe, but do you want me to send you other properties in the area? And if so, what's your email and number? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. Like, here's what we're looking for, blah, blah, blah. Here's my number and email. They'll write it down themselves. <laughs> and then I go to text or send them and it's like an invalid number or, or um, they didn't give a correct email that actually works. Or, I mean, it's it's an actual working number. You can tell the message has been delivered and um, it just, they, they don't respond at all. Like they just completely ghost you. I always think that's funny because I'm like, well, why did you give, why did you say yes? <laughs> like give me info in the first place if you actually don't want to be contacted. But um, I don't know. Some people are just funny like that. But, you know, you do get the occasional people who are actually, you know, interested and wanting to look at houses in that area. Then you also sometimes, a lot of times actually, you'll get clients who already have a realtor. So they're just um, kind of taking their Sunday afternoon to do some house shopping themselves. And sometimes, honestly, if you have a client who has seen tons of houses and just they're maybe a little bit pickier or they just haven't been able to find one that works, sometimes it's better to send them to some open houses just so you don't have to be there and schedule time to unlock the door and everything like that and they can kind of browse through on their own but you know for the people holding the open houses it's always a little frustrating <laughs> so you'll get the people who already have a realtor or my favorite you'll get the nosy neighbors <laughs> And so those are always the best. They're usually people who live right next door or across the street or even down the road, but in the same neighborhood. And they're just curious on what it looks like on the inside. <laughs> and um, I always find that really funny because they, they usually say, oh, we, we live in the neighborhood. We're just we're just checking it out because <laughs> they know that you're going to like, you know, probably ask them, hey, you know, what do you think? And what are you looking for? And all this stuff. So and those are always kind of funny. So sometimes, you know, you'll get a bunch of people who don't have realtors. Sometimes you'll get only people who have realtors. Sometimes you'll get no one at all. Sometimes, I mean, I held an open house one time where all I got was a nosy neighbor and that was the only person that showed up. So it just depends. You definitely want to advertise it um, at least the Wednesday or Thursday beforehand and make sure it's on the MLS and Zillow and everything, Facebook too and um, have flyers ready and have directionals pointing where to go. And it's always better if you're in a high traffic area, like for Tulsa, that'd be Midtown or Owasso or something like that. 
And then for the sellers, the drawbacks can also be your house doesn't always well, it rarely sells at an open house. Typically, people are just coming in to kind of get a feel on what they do and don't like. Well, actually, the majority of the time, um, it's people who are in the beginning stages of looking and they don't, you know, have a realtor maybe yet because they're just kind of beginning. They're just kind of scoping out and just playing with the idea of actually buying a house. And so they could be looking six months to a year in advance, or they could just be kind of getting a feel for what they want their house to look like or something. I I have gotten people who come into a new construction open house and they're like, okay, I like this, but not this. And I like this, but not this. And um, the only reason they're there is just to see what other builders did and to tell their builder what to and not to do. (laughs) So, So it is kind of rare that you actually get a client for that specific house that you're holding open um, to buy it at an open house. It does happen though, so I'm not going to like count that out. It it has happened to some people and you do get people who are interested sometimes. So it's definitely good for exposure, but if you're expecting it to sell right away, like the first open house or two, like if you're expecting to get a buyer from that, um, that will be a little rare. It's more beneficial for the exposure and to get feedback. Also, if your house hasn't sold and just has been having a hard time, you can get some feedback from some, you know, basically anonymous or just different, different set of eyes saying, okay, well, it smells kind of funny, or I don't like this, or I don't like that, or that paint color is kind of weird or something like that. And then maybe you can make some minor adjustments. So you also have to be out of the house for two hours, maybe actually like two and a half hours because, you know, 15, 30 minutes before um, just so the realtor can get there early and set up and stuff. And you pretty much just treat it like a showing. Um, you make sure the house is clean, smells nice and everything like that. And the realtor kind of just shows up and does their thing. So there are, you know, benefits to either side. There are drawbacks to either side, but they're definitely worth doing. And it's kind of still a necessity in today's market, especially in the Tulsa area. Um, with COVID, for a while, the open houses were kind of a non-existent thing. Um, some people were doing like virtual open houses or something where they did like a Facebook Live or something like that and everyone joined. But now that everyone's kind of getting back out there again, uh, open houses have picked back up. They're still kind of hit or miss. Um, There's still people that don't want to go out and see a house when there's like, you know, five other couples in the house at the same time. I'll still get people who wear masks or gloves or something, but then I also just get people who don't care and just come in and no matter how many people are in the house, they just come in and check it out. But I hope that gives a little bit of insight into the realities of open houses. So if you guys like this episode, just make sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and I'll see you guys next week for a new episode. Thanks.